Welcome to the Black Wolf Media Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Evans. This is a show where we dive into the stories of black entrepreneurs and business owners, and we talk about their brands and entrepreneurship journeys. Let's get into this episode. What's going on, guys? So if you're looking to keep up with the Black Wolf Media podcast and everything that's going on, go ahead and sign up for our weekly newsletter at blackwolfmedia.substack.com. Again, that's blackwolfmedia.substack.com. Peace. Black Wolf Media Podcast, guys. I'm your host, Adrian Evans. I have a special guest. Her name is Ms. Ashley Wynn Grimes. She's the founder of Cannabis Nursing Solutions. Ms. Grimes, would you mind telling the audience about yourself and what exactly you do? Hey, yeah. So um, I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for 14 years. Um, I graduated from an HBCU 14 years ago and have been doing traditional nursing work for most of my career until I discovered the endocannabinoid system. So um, I went into corporate hospital, well, fortune hospital system, and um, ended up working in project management. Are you getting feedback? Uh, no, ma'am. Okay, that's cool. Um, but I ended up getting um, working in project management for a fortune hospital system and uh, essentially overworked myself discovered that my goals weren't my own goals. Um, I was the victim of cyber theft and ended up uh, just having to bring my awareness back to myself. And so I learned a lot, a lot about the endocannabinoid system. I ended up um, discovering more about food, medicine, um, yoga, et cetera, et cetera. I started uh, cannabis nursing school, um, cannabis nursing solutions training course, the side hustle. And um that's my journey. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Now, before I get into it, what HBCU did you go to? Because I graduated from Winston-Salem State University. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, I graduated from Coppin State University. Okay. Okay. That's the stuff I've heard of that. Yeah. Okay. So, so okay. A fellow HBCU. Yes. Graduate. Okay. That's what's up. Awesome. Awesome. Right. You said something that was really interesting. Um, a few things that was really interesting. Um, you mentioned that your goals were not your own. Can you like dive a little deeper into that and like tell us like what you mean by that? Yeah. So I was very, I'm always a student, like school came easy to me. Um, you, you know, everything is laid out for you. Like a lot of yeah. people you go to school, you go to work, you get, get married, you have your children in that exact order. No deviation from the plan. And then once you go to work, well, you definitely have to climb the, the career path, career ladder or whatever. And so, um, you know, when I became a nurse, I did like I just wanted to learn more. I felt like I needed to progress. I felt like I needed to grow my career. And to be honest with you, I actually wanted to be a teacher, but I was told that teachers didn't make enough money. So um, the alternative was to be a doctor. But then I was like, uh, I'm not really smart enough to be a doctor. So definitely can land on nurse here. And um, 
So I went through my career just trying to figure out, like, what's the next goal? What's the next step? You know, and uh, yeah. my master's degree in nursing education, um, trying, to, trying to satisfy that teacher itch. And um, somebody asked me to take on a, a leader, a healthcare leadership position, which was an amazing opportunity. Um, yeah. with new nurses, but it was like the politics and the like all of those things and these ideas that you're supposed to like now become a CEO or a director or this or that. And so that's what I was striving for. And yeah. when I finally got to the six figures, the the corporate position, um, you know, it, it, it was very stressful. It was, I was very different from a lot of people that was there. Um, I mentioned the $15,000, but, you know, really it was an issue of mental health that yeah. kind of became an issue because at the end of the day, like I was suffering silently and because I was suffering, I wasn't performing and so I was disposable. And yeah. so when I realized like, you know, all the things that I had been working for, I'll say it like this. I was in a love-hate relationship with healthcare at that point. Yeah. I'm like, how is it that, you know, I'm dedicating everything that I got, my blood, sweat, and tears into this industry, and as soon as I'm not doing well, I'm not performing, I'm like a high performer, a goal getter, whatever, all, all of a sudden, you're ready to get rid of me. Yeah. And so, um, at the end of the day, I realized that most of the stuff that I was achieving was because it was just the next stuff set in, sport in front of me as opposed to me trying to create the life that I was intending to live, you know? And so, yeah. um, you know, I'll say, I'll say this like this too. Health and wellness, although that was part of my practice, I was not doing that for myself. Yeah. You know? Okay, okay. So when it came to actually like, you know, being honest with yourself and writing down or, you know, thinking about those goals and what you actually wanted in life, what was that process like for you? Oh, it hurts. Yeah. Like, mm. I mean, that's, that's just a simple answer. It just hurts. Yeah. It, was, it was very surreal. Um, it was like, well, how did you spend the past 10 years not knowing what you wanted, first of all? Second of all, like, there was a lot of reprogramming that needed to happen. Um, I felt guilty about questioning what I wanted to do. I also have a family that I need to take care of. A lot of decisions was made for me that yes. I I didn't want to have to make. Um, but at the end of the day, they were presented to me. Um, one of which was to take a job that was half my salary. Um, to be put in that position as a mom of young children, that's it's terrible to have to make the decision. So, you know, I racked my brain about it. Yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, it just was a painful time. If if I go back in time to that 2018-19 time frame, it was it was very painful. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, like you know, once you got through with that process and you came up with cannabis nursing solutions, what was the idea behind that? And like you know, what was the process of creating that and, and putting that out there in the world? Um, so it all mixes together. So I was in this painful place. So I thought I'd do something completely radical. First of all, how in two seconds can somebody take my money that I had worked, spent 10 years saving up for my house? 
Like, how is that even a thing that can happen? Yeah. Um. So entrepreneurship kind of came to my mind a bit. It was like peeking through. I didn't know what I, what that was gonna end up being like, yeah. but I wanted. Oh, I figured out. Um, I wanted um to be able to, like, if somebody could take that type of money, I knew I could make that kind of money. You see, what I'm saying. Right. And yeah. so, like, that was one part of it. The other part of it was, okay, I'm a nurse, and wellness is a thing, but I don't know about the endocannabinoid system. How is that possible? So now, the whole, my whole life had looked like a sham. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this thing on the side on my days off. I'm going to teach other people about it because I don't want other people to live in this, like, sham of what wellness was. Yeah. So I did my research. I started trying to take care of myself better, um, doing yoga. Um, meditation, trying to figure out how to sleep well at night, those kind of things. Yeah. And, um, you know, essentially, I just want other people to not have to go through what I went through. So, on the side, I just taught it. And, I mean, I wanted it to be the solution for cannabis nursing altogether. I had no idea how it was going to unfold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, now, the, the word, are you saying endocannabinoid? Yes. Okay. Okay. Can you explain what that is for for people that don't know? Yes. Um, I love saying it because most people don't know it and they need to know it. Um, so the endocannabinoid system is the largest neuroreceptor system in the body. Uh, okay. Essentially, it is responsible for homeostasis, which is balance. So if something is off balance, then you have the occurrence of or potential for the occurrence of disease. Mm, okay. And so um, for a lot of us, it, it well, let's they consider it to be the master regulator. And so we make our own cannabinoids. We call those endocannabinoids. They live, they, they are created and produced in our bodies. Okay. And they mimic the plants cannabinoids, which is the ones that we're familiar with, is THC and CBD. And so those cannabinoids naturally bind to the endocannabinoid system. So when people consume cannabis, whether they eat it, they use topicals, smoke it, whatever, um, those cannabinoids actually bind to those receptors to help promote homeostasis in the body. So people who are not well you know, and I guess just as a caveat, it isn't my stance that everybody needs cannabis in their life. So don't yeah. listen to this and think that I told you to go smoke some weed today. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all heard that now. <laughs> but there are some people who are very unwell yeah. and can utilize and leverage cannabis and the cannabinoids that it has, along with the terpenes, to help achieve wellness or balance in the body yeah okay now now when you say cannabis like you're talking about like straight weed like with the THC and everything right um yeah it can be so so here's the thing cannabis has multiple cannabinoids the one okay so and and I'm only saying it this way because like there's CBD out now and so everybody yeah thinks yeah yeah it's different <laughs> than THC both of those cannabinoids are part of the genetic makeup of the plant. So oh, okay. that everybody is out here buying comes from the same plant as as THC, the one that everybody's scared of. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, isolated, okay. right? Yeah. 
And so um, when I talk about cannabis, it could come in the form, like it could be marijuana or, you know, full spectrum plant, but it also can come in the form of isolated CBD, right? And so um, everybody's body responds differently to it. Yeah. And, you know, as a practicing nurse, it is um, my point of view that, you know, we approach it as an individualized medicine. It's not like Western medicine where, like, if your blood pressure is 192 over 70, we're going to give you, you know, the same generic blood pressure medicine across the board. It's not like that with this. Like, you know, everybody needs different amounts of different cannabinoids, different combinations of cannabinoids. And I didn't bring... I might not have brought it up, but terpenes is another one, another component of the plant that also influences health and wellness in the body. So um, at the end of the day, you know, everybody responds to the plant differently. And especially if you have different illnesses and, you know, things going on that you're trying to treat with it, um, everybody needs something different. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Um, so like my, my next question for you is like when it comes to clients and you know them using the 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 product like how do you tailor it to that client and like is it like a tedious process it's not tedious but it is a journey yeah um so first things first is to understand the plant understand your body so there's a lot of um awareness that needs to happen, paying attention to how you respond to certain things. Um, And then consideration of the plant itself and its genetic makeup. So understanding the cannabinoids that could potentially support you. Um, Understanding the terpenes that could potentially support you. And that's what we call the genetic profile. So when you look at a, um, a label from a dispensary, on any product that you would get, they yeah. have a profile that breaks down within the plant. All those things contribute to how it's gonna interact in your body. Okay. Okay. And cool. so basically just I, I the way I do it is that I teach patients how to read that profile so that way they can make the best choice for them. Awesome. Okay. Now speaking of patients, like how like when What's good, everyone? If you guys are enjoying this show, please be sure to share this with a friend, family member, or coworker, and leave a five-star review. Now back to this episode. Peace. You started Cannabis Nursing Solutions. You know, since you're already, since you were already a nurse, like, was it easy to get clients, or like, should I call them clients or patients? Um, either way. Um, okay. So, no, it wasn't easy. And to be honest with you, when I first started, it was really just a kind of word of mouth, friends and family kind of thing. I wasn't charging for it. Like, I just knew a ton of information. And, like, people would be like, hey, Ash, like, what you know about this? Um, And so what I ended up doing was creating, like, templates that I would follow. So that way I had, because, you know, I came from that project management background, like, templates to help me like organize my conversation so I didn't have to think as much. <laughs> and that's what essentially ended up being my training course. Like just helping okay. people understand how you can implement a consultation or do a consultation with a patient. And so um, 
I don't do patient consultations as much anymore unless it's yeah. like a PD situation supporting dispensaries and stuff. Yeah. But um, I do spend a lot of time teaching other nurses how to navigate this space so that way they can better serve their patients. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. So like um, whenever, whenever you like, you know, you say like you get a client and they have some type of ailment, like what, what would you say is the most common like problem that, that arises like, you know, whenever it comes to, you know, a patient trying to reach out for cannabis nursing solutions. Pain is the number one reason for um, for cannabis consumption. I mean, you know, reaching out for cannabis um, yeah. medicine and, you know, because a lot of people are suffering. Um, opioids just don't work for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and then we talk about the opioid epidemic on top of that. So people are fearful of even using a lot of the medications that are prescribed. Um, anxiety, sleep, seizures are also common reasons why people will reach out. Yeah. Um, and essentially, you know, I mean, it, it literally saves people's lives, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people are not functional on a lot of the opioids and the benzos and, you know, all the other medication cocktails that are prescribed to people. Yeah. And then not to mention the side effects and, you know, everything else that comes along with it. So, you know, people are venturing into alternative options. And so a lot of people are trying stuff on their own. And then others are taking the time to do research and reaching out to experts to help them um, navigate that because they're just unaware because it's just not as accessible information as it should be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that definitely, that makes sense. Okay. Now I want you to, I want you to like, you know, take me back to like, what was it like? Cause I know you said you were doing things like for free at first, but what was it like for you when you got that first payment? You know what I'm saying? Like when you got that first pay, uh, you know, paid client, like what was that like for you? What did you go through mentally, emotionally? Like, I feel like that's that is a that is a real hurdle. Like I think I felt guilty. Why is that? Because I felt like I didn't deserve it. Like I in my mind I felt like the only way you were supposed to make money was because through like working. Yeah. Like entrepreneurship was not in my realm of awareness. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just wanted to do something to make some extra money and I felt like that's where I needed to go. Like if you if you went back to me at that time, I started doing research on like people making money using the internet and stuff like that. But there was still something that just felt like it was like you didn't work hard enough for this. Yeah. You know? Okay. And so like my first I mean and, and it's still a thing that I kinda um have to deal with, especially with like the as I'm starting to build out higher ticket products, you know what I mean? Like yeah being okay with accepting the money that, or let me say it this way, accepting the value that I have to offer to the people that I'm serving, um, you know, definitely takes quite a bit of a mindset shift. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think those first times that I've accepted money for, you know, just about anything, I felt kind of guilty for it. And I think in a lot of ways, I blocked some of my success by, by you know, feeling guilty too. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, now that I think about it, it makes sense when you like earlier when you said you had to like unlearn some things, 
And so, like, do you think that, you know, you feeling guilty for accepting payment? Do you think that's like programming for from you working so much in yes, the past? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it it just it, it feels surreal that you don't have you know, because you have to jump through all these hoops when you work for somebody. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when you're working in a job, you have to do this, you have to do that. And then somebody's right. reprimand you if you didn't do this perfectly and look at this policy and oh, you're two minutes late. You know what I mean? Like you gotta go through all this stuff in order to get the paycheck every two weeks. Right. So like, yeah, it's it's it's, it's conditioning yeah, that definitely. Like you have to kind of break your back to get to where you're trying to go and to make a couple of dollars. Right. And, um, you know, so to be in a space where you're doing something that you actually like to do, like you're being creative. It, it's literally a product of like, it doesn't feel like work when you do it. Yeah. And then somebody says, here goes some money for it. It's like, what? Really? <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I think I think that's a you know I'm 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 happy for you that you definitely got to transition from working for some from for working from some for someone sorry to working for yourself. And so my next question to you is like, what is the process like for you to you know unlearn the programming that you have from you know past jobs like? What and I know you said you are still kind of going through that, but you know what's that process like for you? Like, how do you just kind of manage yourself when it comes to accepting payment and receiving new clients and making new products? Like, what's that like for you? Um, you know, I I think at this point I know that I deserve it. Like that's that's <laughs> that's the first thing. So yeah. you know, I I definitely have to remind myself that I deserve it. Yeah. Um, because of uh, investment, the amount of time, the amount of you know, intellectual property that has been created. And so um, I think it's a lot about taking time for myself, grounding myself. And when I realized that like I might be losing footing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, recognizing, like evaluating myself, making sure that I'm sleeping. Cause sometimes like that's a, a bad habit that happens for me when I'm grounded. Um, and so I let that go on a long time while I was working. And so I, I'm very, very mindful of it now when I start falling into the, that same patterning. Yeah. And then also taking into account like weather shifts and you know personal stressors and things like that. Um, I work out now. Yeah. So that allows me to be present. Um, I've taken on like professional personal development activities like improv and things like that. So all of those things I think combined allows me to be present enough to recognize when things are kind of shifting into that old old ways and yeah. um, you know, maintaining the affirmations that need to be, you know, told to myself. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I like that I like that you have like a process of or, you know, like guidelines, you know, this is what to do just in case you you know, you start thinking this way. I like that. Um, so my next question to you is like, what, you know, what kind of advice would you give to someone that they kind of want to, you know, they might want to take a, a dip into the cannabis industry, um, but they have an idea. They just are afraid. They're afraid to put it out. 
um, or they just don't know how to put it out? Like, what kind of advice would you give to that person? Oh, yeah. Um, so the stigma is real and it's not easy. I, I wrote a whole book called Stigmatized, um, you know, because we live in a, a society where stigma literally is how capitalism functions. Yeah. And so, um, you know, all the ways that we ha- we identify or we, uh, you know, have these negative connotations for, you know, being a woman or being a nurse or the cannabis itself, um, it's it's exponential in this in this industry. A lot of people don't take it serious. They already have a preconceived notion about what they believe it's supposed to be, and so um, and it's not mainstream. And and yeah. marketing that's put out there isn't necessarily a hundred percent accurate, as um, it never really is in most areas anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, you know, recognizing that when you bring up cannabis, people are already going to think they know what what you're going to say. And so you have to be very firm and know what your opinion is and be okay with the fact that not everybody's going to listen to you. A lot of people, um, I talk a lot about personal branding and I talk a lot about, um, I mentioned the stigma already. And, you know, (laughs) like the, a lot of entrepreneurs take some of the like personal development stuff for granted because it it doesn't require as much right like so the needing that firm grounding in your why right like when somebody literally looks at you and says you're trying to kill my son because i had talked about cannabis and i was not talking to her or her son um you know (laughs) say stuff like that You'd be like, you'd be sitting there questioning, like, really, should I be here? Should I be doing this? You know what I mean? Mm, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you in a real crazy place. And so, um, for anybody who does want to be in a space, they need to be very clear about why. Um, For most people who operate in this space, usually it's because it either changed their life or a family member's life, um, and they witnessed it. And Mm. so, um, you know, remembering whoever's life has been transformed that um you need to do it for them yeah okay well um my last question is how can people get in touch with you um how can they you know whether it be through social media or email or you know how can people get in touch with you yeah so i'm on instagram most of the time at cannabis nursing solutions um so definitely reach out there i check my dms but if you want to check out my website it's www.cannabisnursingschool.com especially if you're a healthcare professional looking to get in this place and make some extra money i got you Mm -hmm. well guys there you have it um ashley uh thank you guys to me um thank you for giving me this opportunity to interview you Thank you. I really appreciate this. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. Awesome. Um, If you don't mind, could you close us out with a nice message? Um, You know what? Be who you are designed to be. I think everybody has been divinely placed here with purpose. And so a lot of us are functioning outside of the realm of our purpose. And so take some time to know who you are and to be able to achieve the things that you are supposed to achieve in life. And if you don't know, meditate on it. Take some time. Do the self-care thing. All right, guys. There you have it. Um, guys, I hope you were able to, especially uh, healthcare professionals, guys, if you are 
interested in dipping into this industry, definitely contact her. Um, I hope you guys took some notes, you know, learn some stuff. Um, I definitely did. Um, and guys, I just, I'm just going to close out again. I had Ashley Wynn Grimes. She's the CEO and founder of cannabis nursing solutions. Guys definitely look into it. I'm your host, Adrian Evans. And that's the end of the episode guys. Peace. All right, guys, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for sticking around. If you guys really enjoyed this show, please leave a five-star review and share this with a friend, family member, or coworker. And if you guys have any suggestions as far as what to talk about on the show and who review, please email us at blackwolfmedia18 at gmail.com. Again, our email is blackwolfmedia18 at gmail.com. Thank you, guys. Until next time. <laughs>